Welcome to It's All Political, the Chronicle's political podcast. I'm Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's senior political editor. And today in the podcast, I actually talk with my friends, Chronicle editorial page editor John Diaz, Chronicle book editor John McMurtry, and we are having a very special three-way podcast to talk about James Comey's new book, A Higher Loyalty. We will break it down as literature. We will break it down as a political document and an ethical document. We'll talk ethics and we'll talk about James Comey's back tats. Well, maybe not. On today on It's All Political. Let me uh, throw it to you, Joe. This this book is creating quite a buzz in the political scene. Absolutely. And, and in Washington, you want to have some political friends. Uh, Comey will make no political friends <laughs> with this. He is continuing to alienate both left and right with that. <clears throat> We've seen from the interviews and also in the book that you know he doesn't. Uh, he here's what here's the here's the one of the money lines. I've, I'm convinced, and in, in terms of the Clinton email, I'm convinced that if I could do it all again, I would do it the same thing, given my role and what I knew at the time. But I also think reasonable people might have well handled it differently, hmm. which is kind of unsatisfying in a way. You know, if you're a Clinton supporter, and even if you're a Trump supporter, it's you know it's there's I don't get the sense, you know, from reading this from a political perspective, that it's going to give anybody any kind of resolution. Hmm. Can I interrupt here? So uh, maybe John is too modest to bring it up, but John's review of the book just went up this morning at uh, sfchronicle.com slash books. And you discussed that, I think, in your review, right? Uh, how, how, um, what would you make of his defense there in the book? Well, the interesting the thing emails. is, I, I think no question, James Comey was trying to, know, knowing that people are not necessarily going to agree with him, both from the uh, the, the Trump people who mm. think he let Hillary Clinton off too easy, and the Clinton people who think that he cost her the election, he's never going to win them over. I think he was trying to at least get them to understand uh, the thinking behind his decision. Uh, I think uh, that was maybe the weakest part of the book, and right. it's a no-win situation. But there were a lot of fascinating, fascinating elements of other parts of his life that kind mm. of helped explain how he got to the point where he did, and, mm. and why he made the judgments he did, and and frankly, why he so despises the president of the United States. Mm. Yeah, and, and that was almost the surprise to me. And uh, John and I were talking this before we started, was that only the last what. 100 pages, 80 pages, was about Trump. Right. Most of it is about things like his involvement with the Martha Stewart case, hmm. his involvement with um, the mob, the mob, uh, prosecuting mob cases. And the, the, the Martha Stewart case was really interesting because that's when you first get a hint of how Comey is very cognizant of what the media thinks. He was, hmm. a, he was ready to drop the case. He's like, well, this is like, you know, we could have pled this out, but, you know, the, he was, and, and what if I, you know, I'm going to get a lot of media blowback on this. Should I really do it? But then he's like, well, she lied. And mm -hmm. I decided to. Yeah, go. there's and, some self-awareness there you know, yeah. of how it's going to play. Yeah. And it, there, there's so many antecedents in in his life to what ultimately came like. In the case of the Martha Stewart case, there was a fascinating story about where he had, in an earlier time, prosecuted a young man um, for for perjury. Young for, minister. For, lying, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for a minister. Yeah. 
And, and also, he even goes back to when he was high school where he was bullied. And you can't help but think, knowing his, his impression of um, Donald Trump, that, that the fact that he had been bullied and then he sees this bully in the Oval Office, that that had some impact on it. Yeah, there are a lot of points that are, they could be in bold, right? They're heavily stressed. So you, you make that connection. I, I think in your review also, you, you, you say that he leans a little too heavily on making that parallel between mobsters and a certain president. You worked for right yeah uh, it's fascinating too the uh, where he writes about the inner the interactions he had with the gambino family for instance and mm. um uh, and and uh, and other mobsters and kind of like the way they regarded personal loyalty more important than any other quality um i i actually i think in the way he cast that he was maybe a hit us over the head with a mallet a little too hard on, you know, that Trump is like a mobster. I think if he just laid out the story and then described Trump, I think a lot of readers, including myself, would have realized, wow, he, you know, Trump is acting just like the mobsters he dealt with. Right. I think by doing that, he kind of overplayed his hand a little bit. And in the court of public opinion, people are thinking, well, he's biased against um, Trump because, you know, well, he, you know, he had this glib response. He's like a mobster. But if you read the book and read about the experience he had with mobsters, it really does ring true. It does mm-hmm. ring true. Although I, I'm a little uncomfortable with the, you know, some of these mobsters are the, are the worst of the worst. Guy, one guy strangled somebody 30 <laughs> times. You know, you can say a lot about the president, but as far as we know, he has not strangled anyone with a piano wire. Um, so that that was that was a little uncomfortable to me. And, and I say that as a paisan. So, um, uh, but yeah, no, the the subtlety is missing. That's what I was curious mm. about, you know, from you guys. And I read your review; is it's online right now. It's it's really good. But how does this read as literature? Because it's to me, it was like. It's a memoir, and it's sort of there's a lot of sort of draw uh, some religious things into it, um, and then it's like a rip from the headlines type mm-hmm. of thing. But does it work on all those levels, or none, or what? I think to a certain extent, I have to say I was pleasantly surprised by this book. Ultimately, I didn't know quite. I mean, you look at the cover, right? It looks like this could be on a tombstone in a way. It has a seriousness <laughs> to it, or with the gray font, it could be on the side of a courthouse, the front of the courthouse. So, and he is a pious. Uh, can be a sanctimonious individual, but yeah. he's also, he was the head of the FBI. You sort of want somebody. You want someone like that. Yeah. Yes. As a, as a, a sanctim- straight shooter. So he's a, he's a square. Yes. But you forgive him for it. I think to a certain extent, you know, regardless of the email business. Right. So I'm sorry. You were, you had a no, point. Then I'll- well, I was just going to point out, uh, having read a number of these, you know, boring self, self grandizing, uh, <laughs> aggrandizing, uh, political books, the thing I liked about this that you usually don't see, especially if I compare it to like Hillary Clinton's book, which was basically, mm. um, you know, a couple pages of saying I take accountability for the election, and then go on hundreds and hundreds of pages about right. blaming everybody else. Mm. James Comey showed some vulnerability in here. He did. Mm-hmm. That he did. I think is rare thing. for somebody in public Very life. Self-effacing. As you well. know, he t- he talked about not only how he had been bullied, mm-hmm. but. Uh, really regrettable incidents that he had when he was a freshman in college where he was participated in the bullying of a classmate in the dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, so he hardly presented himself as a perfect human being. Uh, and that kind of introspection, I think, is rare. Uh, I don't know. Uh, obviously, it's doing quite well on the bestseller list. It's mm-hmm. up to number one already. Sure, before. So it's certainly a lot of people are going to read it. And, and I think if you read the book in its totality, 
it's going to look a lot different than what you're seeing on, on cable yeah. news. Yeah, and for political nerds, there's a lot of little tidbits in there. And he does, I, I like his very human reaction when he, like the first time he goes in the Oval Office and when he's going up against uh, Cheney and and, and, um, uh, and other members of the Bush administration. He said, they can feel the blood in my face. And I'm, he's nervous. He's visibly right. nervous as anybody else would be. Um, so those, those are kind of nice touches that, that humanize him a little bit. There's a moment that... Um was strong, I thought, when he's with Obama, and uh, Obama more or less gently, you can imagine Obama being Obama doing this, he essentially corrects him about this policy, the weed and seed, I think it's called, and right. how, do you understand, this is a law enforcement term, and do you understand how this might offend African American people? So, and he's, you see Comey, the head of the FBI, coming to the, the realization that maybe we shouldn't be using this, yeah. this phrasing, right? Yeah, and so. also Obama lets him down easy after the election, or after, yeah, it was after the election, and, and he said, you know, there's nothing uh, that you've done as SBI director that I, uh, I feel badly about. I'm still, you know, I'm glad I made the decision to choose you and such. Mm-hmm. And he, there's a gentleness about Obama that he, that he uh, talks about throughout the book, and also humor. Yes. Uh, he said so. Obama was very funny, and, and he compares the humor of Obama and George W. Bush. George W. Bush was funny, but sarcastic. He's someone cutting. Would, cutting. Someone would be the, yeah, the, be the butt of the joke. Where mm-hmm. Obama was more of an inclusive humor. It's uh, and, and and sort of more in, in that way. So that was these are some mm-hmm. neat little insights. In I, th- I thought as much as anything that this book, uh, if you read it uh, through, uh, is really a primer on leadership. What are the qualities of a leader? And 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 Joe, you mentioned. Uh, the ability to laugh, not only to laugh at others, but to laugh at oneself. Notice I've been laughing at your jokes too. You know, thank, you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. I need the help I can but, get. But there are a lot of a lot of tips in there on leadership, and and certainly uh, you saw it in his description of Obama, uh, but also things about like transparency and um, and even different styles of leadership, how they can be uh, effective. One of the, some of the passages I found. Very interesting. Uh, we're about Robert Mueller. Yes, yes. And Robert Mueller being a very effective leader, but also being very different than James Comey. And all I can say is if I were in the Trump White House, I would be, it would send chills down my spine to hear about uh, Bob he, Mueller straight ahead. He doesn't top. come, yeah, he doesn't come across as being cuddly. There's the, the anecdote <laughs> about how. Well, after 9-11, right, somebody suggests essentially that he might want to check in with families with uh, victims. And uh, he does this by, it's very perfunctory, right? How's everything? Okay, good. And then hangs up. <laughs> Next. That sort of thing. Right, right. Not not a lot of laughs. No. Uh, although um, there was one, another anecdote where uh, Miller sets him up He uh, when he's, a, um, I think Comey was the assistant uh, uh, attorney, attorney general. general. Yeah. And he's in the White House. <clears throat> And uh, they they find that this one a terrorist had had two oh, jobs yes. in New York, <laughs> and so uh, so George W. So he had told this joke to Mueller in confidence, and then uh, Mueller sets him up in the situation or not in the Situation Room, I guess in some sort of Oval Office meeting in front of George W. Bush, and he says, uh, "Go ahead, Jim, tell him what your joke was." And he's like, uh, he's a guest. He said, "Yeah." He said the, the joke was, uh, you know. Who says that Bush didn't create any jobs? This guy had two jobs. Right. <laughs> and so, unfortunately, Bush laughed. At he that. did. Yes. yes. Which, yeah, yeah there were no, there are all sorts of 
great behind-the-scenes little anecdotes yep. uh, sprinkled in here. One of them that I found very interesting, in fact, I found actually a cheap shot on, on Comey's part, was his explanation of why he shut the then Attorney General Loretta Lynch out of the Clinton mm-hmm. investigation. And, and basically saying that uh, as that investigation was just beginning, that some information had come in from a confidential source that if people knew would seriously compromise uh, the perception of the Justice Department. Without and saying it is not come, that information has not come out to this day, which I just found eminently unfair mm-hmm. to say there's something out there that would really compromise uh, Loretta Lynch without saying what it was. Right. But mm-hmm. there was also another good Loretta Lynch anecdote in there where after Comey announced the reopening of the investigation, that she calls him into uh, her office and and you know he's expecting to get chewed out. And uh, she says, uh, you look like you need a hug, and gave him a hug. <laughs> and then as they were walking toward the door, she says, you know, because a number of staff people were waiting outside, she says, you know, basically, look like you've been dressed down. You know? right, right. <laughs> that was great. Washington. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You get the sense of how things work back there. And, but at the same time, the, the, the Lynch thing, I, honestly, that's like, the big news of this of the book did you in terms of news value i mean this a lot of this other stuff had been reported in some right. way or another or leaked um so that was like the most in terms of news value like oh my god you want like what is that memo there's been some speculation of what it would actually he's referring to but did you guys see any like news out of this you know i only by matter of increment you know i think uh certainly in terms of the um background of James Comey, kind of what makes him tick, uh, I think was important. He certainly, I think if you read the the book, it sort of dispels the idea that he's a partisan. I mean, he talked about Barack Obama and how he had not even voted for uh, Barack Obama and, you know. um, But his wife's a supporter. His wife and daughters. He talked about how they went to the Women's March. Right. And big big Hillary Clinton supporters, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Which uh, he decided not to vote in the the election was very interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. I that's you know I, I have mixed feelings about people not voting to make a point, but he is one well, person re- I think I'd give a pass to for not voting. And he's revealing that he didn't. And he's vote, revealing that he didn't so. vote. Yeah. He, he and Colin Kaepernick share something. I guess. <laughs> they, and their tattoos. Vote. I think. And, <laughs> yes. the, the back tats. <laughs> That was the most surprising with the back tats. Bad revelation. That, yes. I think that was the news of the book, actually. <laughs> Joe, I'm interested in your your perception. You know, you're obviously plugged in there in the political world as to how this is playing. Is it is it helping Comey's image? Is it uh, helping the Trump supporters who are certainly the White House and Fox News are very aggressively uh, counterattacking it what's your what's your thought i think what's you know i don't know if the book is going to make any difference because the people who read the book will be you know people might be more prone to a deeper look into someone hmm. i think what's going to be changes image would be the television interviews and we're just at the beginning of those we had uh, of course the stephanopoulos interview on sunday which was humanizing at some point at some level um I think that he's going to do Rachel Maddow on Thursday, which will be, uh, you know, to see how she, what she drills down on. Um, And I think that the Stephanopoulos interview humanized him in some way, which said, yeah, maybe. uh, I think one of the answers was, why did you uh, come back and report on the Hillary Clinton interview or uh, reinvestigation when you didn't know anything yet? Hmm. And he's like, well, I don't know. You know, maybe we, you know, I felt he tried to explain it that way. Um, so I think the more he does, 
uh, longer interviews like that, it could help him because it's a, you know, he has a nuanced argument here and he's going to have to need the time to make a nuanced argument. And as we talked about, he's going on book tour also coming to San Francisco on Monday. Debut author. I have to throw that in. Yes. <laughs> debut author, James Comey. Doing very well as a debut author. <laughs> you think he's a, you think he has a future in the business? His, his second book, yes. <laughs> He'll be writing novels and poetry soon. Can, <laughs> he's out of scandals, though, Carter. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he has to, he has to come up with a new genre. Oh, man. He's, he's going to have to do a lot more interesting things to top this one yeah. in terms of, mm. you know, I think I... In, in my review, I called him the Forrest Gump of politically sensitive issues. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. You, That's Joe, you mentioned a number. He was also, in terms of during the Bush administration, domestic surveillance. He was right in the thick of that. Torture. Uh, and I have to say, in both cases, my perception on the right side. Yes. Yeah. So he's going on a book tour, but he's really not talking to media, from what I can gather, on this book tour. He is not. And I don't say this. Sour grapes, and by no means. Uh, <laughs> but James Comey, if you're, if you're watching this, <laughs> yes, you're invited to so come in, in here. Of, there's an us. extra chair here. There's a fourth I'm chair for you. I'm six, four and a half or a little more. You, <laughs> we'll I'm five, hoops. six, we'll so I will not be standing next to you. Um, he lies about playing hoops, right? About way, I love that. Yeah. I love way, that John, part. I never asked you. You're six, four plus. Did you play basketball? <laughs> That's right. And how's the weather up there? <laughs> yeah, the, cool. the reason I ask it is... Uh, Another of James Comey's admissions in, admissions in this book is that, uh, you know, of course, being six eight, the first question people ask you is whether right. you play basketball. Joe and I have never had that. Uh, no one's ever asked. No. Uh, and he actually lied about Muggsy it. Bogues. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one Muggsy. <laughs> it right Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I think he's five nine. He's well, he's a little. I don't know what. He's he's taller than I am. Um, yeah, so uh, get, get, wait, get, I want to close the loop on this, this uh, appearance thing that he's doing because right. I think the format is interesting. He is doing a lecture format. There's no onstage Q&A with him. It's basically Comey talking for the an re- hour. The Reverend Comey at the onstage. <laughs> the church. Church the- begins. <laughs> St. Saint Comey. It's St. Yeah. Comey. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that's what I'm curious if he comes across a little more saintly. Because, you know, everybody's memoir. You never look like a jerk in your own memoir. Um, so if he's giving a one-hour talk on this, it will be interesting to see if if it is if it is you know more of a saintly depiction of himself than in the book. He wasn't too sanctimonious in the book. Do you think? I don't know. What do you? No, think? I think he and he anticipates that argument, right? I think in the preface he deals with it. So throughout, yeah, yeah, several times. Yeah. No, and he again self-effacing. He's he makes fun of himself. So to yeah. to his credit, yeah. Although there, there will be some who say that somebody denying their sanctimonious or, and worrying about their ego to a great degree, and, and in then, a way, it has its own element of sanctimony. Yes, yes, yeah. it's, it's meta-sanctimonious. <laughs> um, Just coined uh, a term. Yes, that we did. Um, what else, what do you think, what do you guys think comes of this next? Do you think that this is going to be, um, I mean, or, or is this one of those books that's going to be a big flash and then disappear as, as books do, like the... Um, uh, now so I'm forgetting. Forget- now, now I'm forgetting the name of the book Mr. from the, Wolf, the Mr. Right? Yes, no. the Wolf's book, Fire and Fury. Yes, or in German, I think I love the German title, whatever that was. <laughs> das, it sounds. And everything I, sounds. My apologies to any German speakers out there. Uh, I, I think it's got maybe more legs than that, actually, and I think it might touch people who voted for Donald Trump to make them think a bit. And if it's selling books, presumably some of those people 
are going to be reading it. Do you think what what would resonate with a Trump voter here? What what do you think that they would take away from this? That well, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, Trump asks him, I think, at least four times about the notorious Moscow hotel incident, saying that there's no truth in there. And yet, let me ask once again about it, mm. about this false story. So. Read into that what you will. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I've, as, as someone who's been asked several times to write the go find Trump voters and what does this mean with them, and mm. they say, mm, yeah, whatever, um, I, I'm firmly of the opinion now that, uh, of, that the president was right when he said, with my base, I have to shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue mm. for them to move. Mm. And so I, I'm dubious and I'm cynical on, on you know, whether it's going to penetrate to that crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just going to still see Comey as um, in the eyes of the, whatever the president thinks. You know, just a final thought, of, if I could, and I agree with both John and Joe on this. I think the thing that's going to be so hard for this to sustain as opposed to, I mean, it's obviously breaking through now. The yep. Comey interviews are getting a lot of attention. But this whole Trump collusion, Russia investigation, Stormy Daniels, Things are breaking so profoundly, so routinely that who knows a week from now something crazy could come out. You know, right now we've got the Michael Cohen raid and all the reverberations from that. I think it's very hard for any particular angle to uh, stay stay in the news, stay in the public consciousness right now. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you might be so lapped by the news that this would be old. True enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all so much for uh, watching this edition of Opinion Central with me, John Diaz, the editorial page editor, with Joe Garofoli, the uh, senior political writer here at the Chronicle, and the maestro of all things. I like that it's maestro. All, I like that. It's I'm all gonna, political. I'm steal that. One of my favorite podcasts. John McMurtry, our book editor, he's read it every Thanks, Sunday. John. Superb job with that, and and also has the uh, books podcast. And for this edition of Opinion Central and for those of you watching on It's All Political and the uh, Books Podcast, have a good afternoon.